0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Dean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Dean visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Form from here and i would start just talking about the challenge that we face as church in the fight to win people's eternal souls is that the world i would argue has never been farther away from god but the opportunity for the church has never been greater because what i'm observing what i'm seeing is that, that we're in the age of what i'm saying the age of fluidity if you think about it everything now just seems to be so movable and so fluid And if you look at how society is engaging and interacting now, what it means to be human, the definition of marriage, sexuality, or all things now that are all intermovable and, and fluid. And this is all being consolidated and spearheaded by a new digital generation, who've blurred the lines between digital and reality, where information is at the tip of a finger, yet wisdom and common sense and simplicity have all been lost somewhere along the way. Elections and key decisions now affecting the world are all being influenced by social media. And we're now seeing the emergence of Generation X. People who've been born this side of the year 2000 are actually turning 18 this year. And when we try to present an immovable God that is a rock and a foundation, when we try to present that to people, it's almost tangential to what people understand and believe. But yet the appetite for spirituality remains as this generation now is craving the very thing that will fulfill them but they're just unaware of where to find it. So just thinking around how we move forward, there's, there's an image I want to show you on the screen. It's around how can we as a church be a beacon of light that shines in the darkness? In the fluidity of this world, how can we signpost the rock of salvation. Have we got the image coming up? So we've got an image of a lighthouse where we see the the waves beating against the rock, and that lighthouse is standing there proud as a shining light into the world. And our mission within all of that is very simple and can be summed up in one word. Our mission is hope. As church, we need to be able to create hope And for us, it's how can we respond to this in terms of practical needs by signposting people to something much better. So what we've been starting to think around is how we can start to plan for the next five years ahead. And I left you with three questions in January when we had our last Vision Sunday, which was how do we lead, how do we communicate well, and how do we get the job done? I'm just going to talk about that for a few moments. And we've seen and we've heard this morning how we've been doing more and more around doing church where we are investing in our community with the authority of the Bible as our backbone. And as we create hope, what we need to do is to make ourselves available, because people will seek out availability above all. So, I just want to read just a a short passage of scripture, which will hopefully give us some context to that. Um, It will appear up on, on the screen in a second, and it's from 1 Chronicles chapter 12. And we can see that David is amassing an army to claim God's promise. And it begins where it says, these are the numbers of men armed for battle who came to David at Hebron to turn Saul's kingdom over to him, as the Lord had said. From Judah, carrying shield and spear, 6,800 armed for battle. From Simeon, warriors ready for battle, 7,100. From Levi, 4,500. And then it goes on just to talk about all of the people who were amassing to claim God's promise. And as we go on, verse 32, on the next page from Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, 200 chiefs with all of their relatives under their command. From Zebulun, experienced soldiers prepared for battle with every type of weapon to help David with undivided loyalty, 50,000. And it goes on to list all of the soldiers who were gathered. And it says, all of these were fighting men who volunteered to serve in the ranks. They came to Hebron fully determined to make David king over all of Israel. All the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. So we see here that the battle has already won and been promised by God and David is assembling a team to organize and mobilize the realization of that promise. And if you look closely closely, Within those verses, you can see there's actually more than just fighting soldiers in amongst all of those people that arrive. And it's almost quite easy to glance over it. But you can see in verse 32 that there are men of Issachar whose job it is to understand the times. And we also see that in amongst the soldiers, there's logistics and supply chain teams as well, equipping the army with the tools that they need to secure the battle. So we see there's armor bearers and shield bearers who are working alongside the troops in there. From over 300,000 soldiers, there's over 1,200 officers and 43,000 armor bearers. So over the last six months, we've been just looking at all of the different elements of church and what we do. And what we really want to do is that we want Chowdhury Church to become the best version of itself. And how do we think around stepping forward with purpose for the next season of what God has in store and we've seen and looking at, looking at this scripture that the church has to operate differently according to its environment around it. We can see that we, we remembered, uh, just recently remembering Sunday, where we just saw um, during the First World War how um, they were deploying 19th century tactics of bayonet charges against Gatling guns. And very quickly after that, military strategy changed. And the whole thing that you have to think around is around how can you make it through there? with your soldiers and with your warriors intact. So we've been thinking around how do we organize and mobilize our church according to where we are now. So we're roughly around about 150 in size, and we've done some great things in the community. We've been doing lots. We've been investing in people. but We've kind of stayed the same numerically. And what we really want to do is to grow so that we can increase our impact and ultimately win more souls for Jesus. So we've been thinking carefully around how do we secure the victory in this. We've been looking at mo- models of pastoral care. We've been surveying other churches to see how other people are doing things. And one of the things that we've discovered is that the biggest thing within a ch- within a church in terms of its dynamics and how it works is its size. So actually, different denominations of church who are the same size can actually operate very similar. But. At a same dominant denomination of church that's small versus the same denomination of church that is large will operate very differently. And what we're looking at at the moment is how do we um, create that next um, um, piece of energy that takes us forward and, and gives us the boost that we need to move into a new season of what God has for us. So believe it or not, it's about five years since we started on this uh, strategic plan. And as we've seen this morning, there's been some great things that we've done. If we just have a look at the the next slide here, one of the things that we did five years ago is that we looked at what season all of our different areas of church are in. So we looked at spring, summer, autumn, winter. We saw there were some great things going on with our children and and youth work and things going on in the community that we wanted to invest more in. Um, So we brought Esther in uh, as a result of that. Um, we wanted to make sure that we were doing all of our things on a Sunday morning in terms of worship and teaching with excellence. And then looking further on, there's some areas and elements that we felt were really important to us, but we weren't doing as well as we could. And a lot of that was because of the growth and size of who we were. We recognized that it was becoming harder and harder to maintain relationships with people uh, and to um, help people on their journey of discipleship. So, as we've been thinking forward around how can we um, lead the church forward, if you just bring up the next slide, anybody remember the, the hungry caterpillar from when they were little? Yeah? Yes. My favorite story from when I was little is that caterpillars, as we all know, are on a journey of transformation, aren't they? They're on that journey to become something beautiful. And if you've ever looked at a caterpillar, it's amazing just to see how they actually move from one place to another when you see all the little legs working in unison, and as we're on a journey, what we need to do is to look at how we can move forward collectively like it said in those verses where they were all of one mind and they were clear on where we're going because, I don't know about you, but I've never actually seen a caterpillar trip over its own legs before. It, it does it very carefully. But as humans and and um, as, as a body of people, we just need to be mindful of thinking around how we move that collectively so we're not kind of moving together like a little concertina. So... We've been thinking around how we do this and in this area of um, leadership and how we do things to take things forward we're looking at organizing the church into five areas and what we've done is we've mapped out all of these five areas and all the ministries within them so for the purposes of this morning i'm just going to talk around each one and then um, we'll pick this up again in january so if we look at the next slide um, we're looking at organizing the church in these five areas so we have our core ministries in the middle that we begin on a foundation of prayer. And we recognize that that was one of the areas that we wanted to invest more time in, that it was um, central to everything that we do. So last year, as you know, we appointed Sarah uh, as a senior leader within that role, not just to organize prayer meetings, but to actually champion prayer right across everything that we do, that the culture of prayer is interwoven into all of the things that we do. Discipleship is the second core element in that is around how can we encourage people in their journey of faith? For those who are Christians, how can we um, encourage them more to get into the Word? Um, How can we encourage and equip people to be going out and sharing the good news of Jesus? And how can we actually be bringing people on the start of that journey? Just thinking back to this Generation X, who are really as far away from Jesus as you can imagine, how can we introduce people on this journey of discipleship? And then the third one is pastoral care. How do we create a model and a framework that encourages us to develop good relationships with each other, uh, with the Lord, and with our outside community? And then side by side with that, equipping those three teams, is that we're we're looking at operational teams. The operational team, as we've seen without that scripture, are our armor bearers, the facilitators, the people who equip the army. And for Chowdhury, that means things like people to be able to manage budgets, people to be able to um, look at how we can resource other teams well, um, how we're doing things legally and compliantly, and how we can actually mobilize the church in a positive way. And then the final one is development, that like the men of Issachar, We are always thinking around how does the church respond well to the times? How do we make sure that we're always looking to how we can win new souls for Jesus? How do we communicate well? So in terms of resource in these areas, as I mentioned before, Sarah was appointed as prayer uh, leader um, just last year. On the area of discipleship, um, just wanted to inform you that we've invited Terry to join the senior leadership team to look after discipleship. Terry's already leading our area of um, spoken ministry, and we want him to have a a senior role within this church to help to um, take us forward from there. So I'm bringing this to the church now that we've asked Terry to do that. If you want to have a think about that, have a chat with myself and the other leaders and have a chat with Terry as well, Um, and we're proposing that we confirm Terry in post as soon as possible. Then the pastoral care element is that Stuart, and Paul Anderson are going to double team on uh, looking after pastoral care. Um, Both of them have got a heart for people and and looking after people. And we're going to look at how we can develop an effective pastoral care model to grow relationships within our church. And on the left-hand side, on the operational side, we are looking to bring in and appoint a new role within church. There's a job description on the info point if anybody wants to have a look at it. What we're essentially looking for is a chief armor bearer to report into the church senior leadership team to handle all of the operational elements of church to help equip and resource all of our ministries. And then the other side, which is the, the development side, is the area that I'm looking at at the moment. So this is our um, idea of our framework and our starting point around how we want to take the church forward. And what we're going to be looking to do is Um, when we catch up again in January for Vision Sunday Part 2, is that we will share our vision and our plan for each of these different areas of ministry. So you can get an idea and understanding of what's contained in there. And if you're not already involved in one, how you may be able to catch hold of it and get involved. Um, Just one other thing that we've um, mentioned within the finance report is that we are still looking for a building. It is our desire that we be back in the Fell area where a lot of our ministry and activity is happening. As yet, we still haven't been able to find anything. The latest is that we've been and visited Chowdhury Children's Centre as a potential venue for us. We're talking to the council about that, um, but we've been talking to them about that for, for a few months now. And Again, it's nothing confirmed, but it's just an av- avenue that, that we're exploring, so please keep on praying that we'll be able to find a building that will suit our needs and our purposes soon. So just quickly looking ahead to the end of this year and the start of next year, this idea around being a beacon and bringing hope within the people that we engage. Our Christmas theme this year is going to be Hope is Born. Hope is Born. And our carol service is going to be on the 16th of December. And then looking ahead into that, Our um, theme for the church weekend in uh, January, if you haven't already booked up, is going to be shine. How can we shine for Jesus? How can we be that beacon of light? We've got Jeff Lucas coming to speak to us, and it's going to be a great weekend. If you're not staying over, please come and join us for for some of the sessions. I'd just like to ask the band to come back up um, as I'm wrapping up. I realize that I've rattled through this at, at quite a pace. If you do want to have a chat with um, some of the the senior leaders about the plans and things that we've shared, please feel free to do that. They'll be hanging around at the end, anybody with the Chowdhury badge on. I unfortunately uh, can't hang around because I've got a party at Mr. Twister's. Um, That's just how I roll these days. Um, But I will be here next year, but I've uh, I've got to be over at Mr. Mr. Twister's by 20 to 1. Um, Just while the band are getting ready, um, I would like to just read from... Um, Philippians 2. This is a passage that we're going to take forward into 2019 that will form the basis and the foundation of our mission and strategy. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to his will and act under to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generations. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Thanks, guys. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.